0: Hello and happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. We hope that you're enjoying some quality family time, getting to spend time with the people that, that matter the most, which is your family, and you know, hope they get you to celebrate a little bit and your family's getting you some good gifts. <laughs> Cause I know there's a lot of fathers out there that they get too many ties for Father's Day. I always try to get to I got my old man this uh canvas printing of Satchel Page. It's uh it was a picture taken of him in color uh, in Harlem and he was like suited up smoking a cigar if you've seen the picture, you know what it is My dad's a big uh, Negro Leagues fan, so uh, That was my gift to him on Father's Day He he likes to collect he likes to collect a lot of different sports art um, But I got that for him and I, I think he's gonna be happy. I haven't given it to him yet, so we'll see how that goes, but Let's get to the topic at hand here on the h2p podcast. I'm Chris Carter bringing in on a sunday we talked pit football. It was a big recruiting week for pit football that had four hard commitments to the program. We talked about that on Thursday on this podcast platform here on DKPittsburghSport.com. Remember, you can subscribe here on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave us five-star ratings with positive comments to help us out. Now, pit basketball, though, had one commitment, but it was a pretty big commitment. And I got to say, leading into this, I didn't know what was going to happen. After all the Efton Reed hype that y'all remember me talking about that for like a month, and it was looking like it was going to be Pitt, and at the last second, might have been Florida State, ended up being LSU, and we were told three different dates of when he would actually announce, well, Judah Mintz announced on last Monday that this past Friday, he would announce his uh, commitment to a school, and... You know, I'm I'm waking up in the morning, I'm doing my research and I'm like, Okay, let me see what he's got here and I'm putting together some thoughts here on how to write write, write this article which whichever decision he decides and you know, conveniently he Announced right around like 3 o'clock. I was like, oh, this is nice. I don't got to wait like 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 th- three more weeks and then another two days after your second announced time like Efton Reed did. Judah Mintz did that and he did pick the University of Pittsburgh, citing Jeff Capel establishing and maintaining a very strong relationship with him for several years now. So this is where, this is where Jeff Capel's ability comes into place to relate to players, to build those connections, to keep those connections and... To to basically win over guys and be like, hey, I'm I, I you know, win their trust, win say, hey, come come to the University of Pittsburgh and you know be part of the change that's coming here in the program, and it's a big win because he's a four star, six foot four, one seventy five combo guard out of D.C. This kid looks like he has all of the main tools that you want. He can hit from outside, he can drive to the well, he can dunk, he can create his own shot. He can get steals. Um, he needs to sharpen up a lot of those things. But he also like he you can see on defense he's active, his hands are active, his feet are active, he's athletic, he can burst down the floor. All signs that this is a very, very good pickup by Jeff Capel. Um and, and brings some excitement here because you know it's not lost on anybody how this offseason has been. From fe- even before the off officially began in February, you know when Xavier Johnson and Audis Tony and you know they they started the bum rush of five guys transferring out of the program. Now, granted, again the transfer portal situation is the transfer portal situation, which by the way that went up to like sixteen hundred and seventy five prospects uh, that that are now there, that are, that have now transferred around the NCAA, which is you know again more than double what it has been in you know two years ago. So. Uh, pretty crazy stuff there. It's just the times that we're in now. Here's the thing about Judah Mintz. and I wrote about this for DKPittsburghSports.com. You should go check it out if you haven't already. Um, but when you look at when you look at his tape and you look at the, the the things that go into what made him special, it looks like he's one of those guys. First of all, he's a combo guard. Now, for those who don't understand what a combo guard is, it just means you could play the one and the two. You could be point and shooting guard, and that's something that Jeff Capel has really tried to hammer home for Pitt in his years with the program is to get a guy who can do those things because you want that versatility. And not get a guy, get guys like that. Xavier Johnson was kind of a combo guard. You know, he played point guard, but he was so explosive, and he he when he was on, he had his shot. Iffiel Horton wants to be a combo guard, but he's a shooting guard. Jeff is trying to coach him to remind him that he's a, that he's a shooting guard, not a combo guard. Now, Nike Sabande, that's a combo guard. You could put him at the two. You could know, he'll work the perimeter. He'll work the wings. He'll, cut, he'll He'll drive. He'll drive to the well. He'll take the outside shot. But he can also run your offense. That's what Judah Mintz poses to be. Now, again, this is a 2022 commitment. This isn't a 2021. Right now, 2021. You've got the four transfer guys that they've already landed in. Nate Santos, the 6'7", the sharpshooter uh, out of Massachusetts. Those are your commitments so far. They have, I think, two more scholarships available to them that they can use for this for this upcoming year. Now, uh, so Judah Mintz, he is the first guy of this 2022 class. And that's a pretty strong way to start. Now, there were some other things going on. You know, Jeff Capel had been in talks with um, uh, Jalen hood Shafino, a Florida, n- another combo guard from Florida, um, and also four stars. He was supposed to to have a visit with Pitt. That visit got canceled at the last minute, and a lot of people said, oh, that means that Judah Mintz, I guess, is committing, and they're going with that. So I guess that, that's what went out there. So Jalen hood Shafino back is, is still looking for... Uh, his school, I bet. And you know, according to twenty four seven, other guys that are warm to the program right now is a point guard, Mason Manning from Washington, PA. He's a three star guy, um, rated pretty well. And then there's a Tyson Commander from John Carroll School in Maryland. Um, he's another combo guard. So still working on, you know, you know the, the, what they're going to actually bring in. But this is a good pickup here. Because even with Femi Utakale, right now you got Nike Sabande. he'll be next to Femi Utakale. But this will be, by the time Femi's a junior, this will give Judah Mintz a chance to come in. If he starts right away, he comes in and he's probably your two working next to Femi and then takes over for Femi at the one whenever he needs a break. In either way, he sets up as the guy as whenever Femi's done. If he, if he leaves his junior year, leaves his senior year, I expect him to leave his senior year. Then you'd have a guy, supposedly, in Judah Mintz, in place, ready to take over at the one, if no one else has stepped up. So, this is a really good spot to be in. And, it's quite, you know, you're getting a four-star recruit can often turn people turn things around. And pit fans were just so, I mean, you're listening to this show, you were probably sitting there like, oh, thank you. Please, that's, oh, we needed a victory. Yes, you did. And... This was also why I had been I have maintained even in the collapse of the la, of the late part of the season last year, even when there was the exodus of players in the transfer portal, I have maintained every step of the way Jeff Capel is still the guy for this program. Now if he messes up again this next this next crew and, and there's another exodus and it's not it's not during a pandemic and all that, alright, then we revisit that then. But Pitt has a guy that has that knows how to how to get some recruiting done. And it's a tall task that he has in front of him. And getting this guy in Judah Mintz is a big first step to bounce back from what a rough offseason this started out to be. But there's a team perspective here that I think is really cool about what could be coming for the Pitt Panthers. We'll talk about that right after this break. Welcome back to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing to talk about pit hopes after their big score, the landing, the commitment of Judah Mintz. Again, big big congrats to Jeff Capel. I know that that's a, a big win for the program, getting a kid with that kind of talent. Again, a four-star combo guard out of D.C., um, was battling with Georgetown and Penn State as other programs that he had visited. Of course, Georgetown uh, made the big run. Uh, you know, they were able to win their conference tournament in big fashion and make it to the, the big dance this year under Patrick Ewing. Um, you know, so big ups to Pitt for winning a battle like this, but let's put some things into perspective about what it means getting another four star recruit, because this isn't, I mean, new to Jeff Capel. He's done this before. Trey McGowan's was a four star recruit. Um, Heck, on the team right now, there are now three four-star guys. John Hugley, Judah Mintz now, and William Jeffers. And funny enough, that's a pretty good even spread of where you want your four-star talents. You got a forward in Jeffers who can play the wings, who can attack and you know, kind of do, do all the things you need him to do. Help on the boards. You got a big man who's going to be your center in John Hugley. And now you got your guard. Now, granted, four-star prospects don't always work out. Gerard Drumgo was a four-star guy. Yeah, we we saw what that happened. With that, he he just transferred out. He couldn't even get on the court. But still, when you're scoring guys like this, and, and again, and this is across the board every year. There's plenty of guys that are four-star, five-stars that just don't work out. It just you know the you know whatever reason the player didn't mesh well with the program. It just it happens. It's part of the game, right? But still, what Jeff's putting together here is going to be a bunch of young guys that are going to probably stick around the program. That's the other thing. When you get a lot of those five-star guys, they're gone in a year or two. Most four-star guys, they'll stick around. Now, Justin Champagny himself was a three-star recruit that just way overperformed what was expected. And... Uh, really grew really quickly, but then felt like he needed to go to the NBA now. Now, again, there's a lot of different reasons that could be. Um, there could be, you know, things going on with him in the background, just, you know, with his knee. I mean, he, again, he had back-to-back knee injuries in and back, in back-to-back years. So, uh, and, and both times, they looked really bad, and then he came back earlier than expected from them. And, you know, played really strongly. And I can understand why if I'm Justin Champagny, I'm looking like, look, man, I don't want to have any injury next year. And then it to be the one that does mess me up. And then I've messed up my shot at the NBA. By the way, he was also invited to the combine this past week. So um, he's at least getting that kind of consideration for the NBA. We'll see how that goes when the NBA draft happens. But back to actual current pit basketball. Having three four-star guys in the roster at the same time pretty good thing to have and again when you got a nike sabande when you got a feme Uticale and you got ifio horton you got role players that you can go to and say hey we need this of you we need that of you now again Judah Mintz, he's not gonna be here this year so like this is still putting off until two seasons from now but these are still the wins that you need to accumulate to b- build the program. To show the, f- the other high school recruits out there like, hey, I want to go to Pitt basketball. And I talked about this last week, right? Because I was talking about how there could be a paradigm shift coming for the ACC specifically and all of college basketball. Shashevsky's retiring. Roy Williams already retired. There's gonna be there's there's gonna be a lot of old guys, you know Jim Boeheim I mean, he he's he's not gonna be around forever. There's gonna be a lot of programs that haven't been the same, and plenty of times when those first hires happen right after like a legend like those guys, and some of those guys are, have some of the most wins in ACC history. It's not always an easy hire right after that to just keep the ball rolling. So and in those years is the opportunity for a program to step up. That was my whole point last with last week's pot podcast. But this is why Jeff Capel, staying with Pitt, you know, a lot of people say, oh, he'll he'll try to jump to Duke right away. I, I think he's cool with staying at Pitt, building something here. Because he can build the next powerhouse that rises up and it'll be his house. You know, for, for all the things that Jamie Dixon did that were great for Pitt basketball, everybody knows that he inherited what Ben Hallen gave him. And, and that's not to say that Jamie didn't do his own work and, you know, build, you know not, this isn't trying to say, oh, he won with Howland's guys, uh, like the way people say with Mike Tomlin and Bill Cowher. But the fact is, is that Pitt basketball was a joke when Ben Howland came along. He made them not a joke. He made them, you know, consistently in the Sweet 16. Jamie Dixon inherited that and built from there. And that's when they got to the only time they've been in the Elite Eight in my lifetime. And it was one Scottie Riddles play for making it to the Final Four. Sorry, got a little personal there. But anyways, point is, Jeff Capel's in that Ben Hallen situation. And I'd say Jeff Capel's in a much, you know, inherited a much, 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 much worse situation than Ben Hallen. Because Kevin Stallings was that bad. But here he is. Despite not having a winning record yet in any of his seasons. Despite... Several players leaving. Despite needing to basically rebuild a whole bunch of culture and what needs to happen for a program. And pushing for, for for new facilities and things that he knows are going to help win those recruiting wars. And in the middle of all of that, here he is landing in a guy like Judah Mintz. Now... This is still to say, we need to see what Jeff Capel basketball is going to be like with this new crew, because all we've known is Xavier Johnson, Audis Tony for a time Trey McGowan's, Justin Champney, all those guys are gone. So we're going to see a lot of new things this year, and that could be really interesting for the tone that gets set here. William Jeffress, everyone talked about how young he was and how, and how he was only 17, and it was like, wow, this kid, look at this kid, he's, he's so young. But there is excitement here. That that kid is explosive. He's got the size. He's if he can put it all together, he becomes a real threat. And then again, with that four-star ready, you have a you have a significant piece there. of John Hugley, I, I saw the makings of what John Hugley could be in the NCAA and in the a- a- ACC, a physical presence. You know, and I said this in his early games before he you know he got you know kind of he had to sit out for the season because of his uh, his felony charges, which have now been dropped. But when he was playing, I was seeing this guy, you know, working to be physical, but just not being sure of how to be physical and coordinated with the ball in his hands. And that's not easy. But still, he had the makings and the tools there, and it's just going to take coaching to bring that out. And I think we've seen, certainly, that coaching work for a Justin Champagny. Jeff Capel certainly helped him get a lot better really quickly, and Xavier Johnson. For all the things that people didn't like about Xavier Johnson, he did get a lot better, and uh, and understand more of what he has to be. Now, in the end, he was still, you know, Xavier Johnson. I'm going to explode and do this and go full Carl Krauser sometimes, but that was much more limited than when he where he was when he started with Pitt, and he was declaring that he was he wasn't going to be he was going to be in the NBA in like two or three years. And Audis Tony's another one. Developed his talents, you know. Became a very good wing defender. Became a very good scorer. and important part of the team. And Ithiel Horton. Look at this guy. You know. You know. He still has to grow, but this is his first year playing for the team. And you could see the growth in him working to be that sharpshooter. Jeff Capel is not this incapable coach that some people have made him out to be, just because there have been some struggles in the early years. He's rebuilding a program. And now this program is going to have four, three or 3 four star recruits. And he's not done. He's still looking. We'll see if he does pull in Bretner Matumbo for this 2021 class as to be his second high school, high school recruit to go, on, go along with Nate Santos. But something tells me, Pitt basketball fans, you suffer quite a bit there's going to be more good news on the horizon. That's our H2P podcast on pit basketball. Thanks so much for listening on dkpittsburghsports.com's podcast network. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter @cartercritiques. You can uh if you want to help out this podcast platform and all the shows, uh we we uh, we got a new show Mad Chad and Eddie. Um, those guys, I've been on their shows for around the 412 and the things that they've done before. We are so happy to have them here on the DK podcast network. Welcome them by go listening to their show. Their first episode that aired this pat uh, late this, this, past week. Um, go check us out there and then check out all of our shows, whether it's DK's daily shots, our 66 to 87 hockey podcast, the podcast to be named later by Alex Stump, or if it's, um, me and Dale Lolly's chopping it up about the Steelers. We have so many options right here. Which is why you should rate us five stars with a positive comment. It really helps out this show. And remember, you can subscribe to it on anywhere podcasts are hosted, but especially on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I'm Chris Carter. Stay tuned. We got a lot coming your way this week right here on DKPittsburghSports.com. And again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there.